um, when is the right time to hire an employee? You know, if, if I'm a sole photographer out there, just started my real estate business, or maybe I've been doing it a couple of years and I've, I've been comfortable, you know, as that sole owner, shooter, salesperson, um, but I'm starting to feel the pain of, of growth, which is a good thing. And I'm realizing I, I might need to bring somebody on, but is this the right time? When, when is the right time? Sure. Well, ask yourself the question first, how many hours a day am I willing to dedicate to this job? I mean, I've been in the business before too, where I'm the sole person trying to run it and it gets extremely difficult. Someone usually pays the price for that, whether it's yourself, your family, or your clients. So you have to just really be honest with yourself. If I want to grow this business and scale it, can I do that on my own? And almost 100%, the, the answer is no. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. With your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magro. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Uh, Spiro is a software platform designed to help you manage and grow your real estate media uh, business. And um, my name is Craig Magram. I'm the business development and client care specialist for uh, for Spiro and the podcast host. And normally I've got my wingman, our founder, our owner, uh, my co-host, my uh, brother in arms. What other? My co- boss. My boss. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's that's a voice that I'm going to introduce in a little bit. But Todd is actually out this week. So uh, you get me as your host. And uh, we we have someone else, a a good friend and a colleague that I'm going to introduce in just a bit. Uh, But before we get into that, two two things. One, I mentioned that Spiro is a software platform. And we don't talk a ton about it, but I'm just going to give a quick story. So before I joined the Spiro Spiro team, uh, the, the software company here, I owned and operated my own real estate photography business called C Imaging Solutions, started it in 2017. And um, while video tours came alongside me and and offered a software platform for me to beta test. So I was actually the very first beta tester of Spiro. And Todd wanted to, to prove out that this software could help a local independent uh, real estate photographer grow their business. And so I tested this software and between that and outsourcing my editing, um, Wild Video Tours allowed me through their software to grow my business to shooting over just just over a thousand listings a year in the space of uh, four years. And it just, it, it was a great platform and it didn't even have all the features and benefits that it has now that would have helped me even more. So I, I joined the Spiro team because I, I believe in this software and I know that it's helped Wild Video Tours over its 20 years uh, grow and manage and scale their business. So a little bit about the software. Um, now let's get down to the business, the podcast. Uh, first of all, thank you to all of you new subscribers. Uh, we're slowly growing. Last I checked, we were just over 50 subscribers, which, hey, from one is huge growth. So thank you to all of you that have subscribed. And we want to encourage you, um, please, if, if you're watching and you haven't subscribed yet, uh, the benefit is to you to hit that subscribe button because then you get a notification when we drop a new uh, new episode. And typically that's every Monday morning at about 5 a.m. Um, so be sure to hit that subscribe. If you like this particular episode, you found some value in it, hit the like button and share. If you know other people in your uh, in, in your area or 
people that you've gotten to be friends with in the industry, uh, just you know, throw a share if you think it's going to uh, benefit them as well. So we've got that. Uh, also, if you have an idea for a topic, a business-related topic that you'd like to see us cover uh, here on the Spiro podcast, shoot us an email because we would love those ideas. Our email is hello at Spiro.media, and you can just say, episode idea. And uh, we'll, we'll run with that. If we don't know the, the subject material ourselves, we'll go out and find an, another uh, subject material master that can share that, that knowledge with us and, and with you. So uh, hello at Spiro.media. Jess, I see you smiling and smirking off on the, on the other camera. <laughs> You're going to throw me off my game. This is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun. I um, smile a lot, Craig, so. That's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. So a topic relating to running your real estate media business uh, that we have not actually really covered yet. Um, it, it's a topic we got close to covering a couple of episodes ago, uh, talking about uh, finding photographers to uh, to bring onto your team, uh, primarily as 1099 contractors. But um, you'll remember that uh, our VP of training, Ryan Lawrence, uh, was our, our guest on that and shared some really good knowledge. But something that we haven't really talked about is hiring employees. And employees are different than contractors. We're not going to get into that difference in this episode, primarily because there's some legal gray areas that you really need to talk to your lawyer about. Um, and so we don't necessarily want to give any information that might be different because state to state, some things could be different as well. But anyway, what we're going to talk about is uh, hiring an employee to your team, when to do that, how to do that, the processes behind it, finding the right personalities. And I'm really excited to have on, to the, on the episode uh, to help me talk about this because she's got more knowledge on this than I do. Uh, welcome to the podcast, our uh let me get the, the title right, Jess, even though it's not really all that important to our boss, the operations manager, Jess Paxson. Welcome to the podcast, Jess. Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Love being on camera. So uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Craig. Just slightly nervous, but we're going to have fun. So thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. It, it is it is fun because it's just a conversation we have every week. Um, we're you know things that we've learned over time we're able to share yeah. with with those that are listening and watching and and we're not we're not necessarily experts in in it but what we do know we want to share that knowledge with others and just mm -hmm. help help bless other businesses so um let's kind of dive into things here can do you mind introducing yourself and just sharing with us you know what you do as uh uh again operations manager at wow and uh yeah just tell us what you enjoy about your job and what what all that entails yeah, sure. So um, operations manager here. I'm still very new to this position. Mm -hmm. um, I'm having a lot of fun with it so far, but just a little bit of back history on me. Um, I've been here about four years now, just over. Um, I was hired on as a quality control specialist. Mm -hmm. So I started out just quality controlling photos, making sure everything looked great for the clients. My background is in photography. I was a photographer before I was hired on here. Yeah. Um, editing was something that I was very passionate about. Learning is something I'm just very passionate about. So this operations manager position is something that um, I am still in the process of learning. I So I can kind of relate, especially if you are a new business kind of starting out and you're trying to getting, getting into the hiring process. Because yeah. I actually have just been doing that with my teams recently. But um, 
Yeah, it, well, so some of the things I really enjoy most about my job now um, as operation manager, I'm working with a lot of people, yeah, um, a lot of teams. Um, I have five on staff in here that work in the customer support side of it. Um, so I manage them and I love working with them, um, bringing them on, figuring out how they can best work together as a team. And then I also manage our um, external editing team. So we have a few mm. um, video and some photo. And so I enjoy working with them. Um, you know, they're kind of all over the globe. So working with different cultures is fun. And uh, yeah, those are kind of the things I enjoy most right now. Yeah. Well, your, your love of people shines through. I mean, you're just, you're great to work with and Thanks. having, yeah, having a leader and, and a manager that cares about people and loves people is, is hugely critical to the success of any business and uh, critical to putting together the right team to help run the business. So thank you for what you do as Thanks. one of our, one of our leaders at, at WOW. Um, so just to dive into this, to start, I was originally going to pick your brain to start to talk about 1099 contractors versus uh, employees. And we decided, you know what, mm -hmm. eh, let's go a different direction on that. So for those of you that maybe were uh, watching or listening to this podcast to find that information, we're going to encourage you to check out um, the U.S. Labor Department's website. Um, they'll have some resources on what those differences are. And I would check with your, your state government as well, um, because there are going to be little differences between the states and those, you know, those watching overseas. Um, you know, we obviously we don't we don't know all those laws and, and regulations and things like that. So we're going to kind of skip over that and dive more into the kind of the process of hiring an employee for for an organization mm -hmm. um, and, and talk about um, the human side of it, finding the right people with the right skill sets and temperaments. And that's all stuff you're 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 you're. Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're passionate about Jess. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to kind of hear what you have to share on that and, and learn a little bit about that. But let's let's start with a real basic question. Um, when is the right time to hire an employee? You know, if if I'm a sole photographer out there, just started my real estate business, or maybe I've been doing it a couple of years and I've I've been comfortable, you know, as that sole owner, shooter, salesperson. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm starting to feel the pain of of growth, which is a good thing. And I'm realizing I, I might need to bring somebody on, but is this the right time? When When is the right time? Sure. Well, ask yourself the question first, how many hours a day am I willing to dedicate to this job? Hmm. I mean, I've been in the business before too, where I'm the sole person trying to run it and it gets extremely difficult. Someone usually pays the price for that, whether <laughs> it's yourself, your family, or your clients. Yeah. So you have to just really be honest with yourself. If I wanna grow this business and scale it, can I do that on my own? And almost 100%, right. the, the answer is no. You need help. <laughs> you need someone to help you move to the next step. Um, you need to figure out what is your time worth and mm. what how much, how much time you have to dedicate towards it. You know, as a mom and a wife, I didn't have 24 hours a day to dedicate towards mm. it. Um, you know, and, and I went the route of just saying, I can only do so many sessions and that's it because I was the one that was solely doing it. And I was right. okay with that, but then I could never scale. So mm -hmm. you just, that's the first thing you need to ask yourself. How many hours can you dedicate towards it? And if it's, 
less than 24 hours, you probably <laughs> need to need to hire on. So, yeah. yeah. The, the one thing I was always nervous about when, when I started um, considering bringing somebody else on, and in my case, it was a contractor, another photographer, was can I afford to? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always that financial question. But, you know, if, if it's going to be cutting it too thin, I would say raise your prices a little bit yeah. to offset that. But then what that does for you is it, it also frees up more time for you to grow, to work on the business and be able to take on more shoots. So you're going to make more anyway. Right. And it's going to be better for your clients too. They're going to have better, better customer service. If you're not the one that's solely providing it to them, you have a team or another individual that's, that's dedicated to that spot um, Mm -hmm. and to them that can really help them too. So it's, it's hard. You can't spread yourself too thin. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So the, the next thing you kind of have to dive into and Todd and I were talking about this like a a week ago, ago or so is, um, when he he said when when he was first growing wow he didn't necessarily have a um a process of how to hire somebody and it kind of mm-hmm. it differed from person to person for the first couple of years so can you kind of walk us through the the basic process that wow has in place now to hire a new employee and we'll just kind of yeah. split it up bit by bit here yeah sure so um so we do have a nice process right now. We um, The first thing we do is we just assess what position we need and we make sure mm-hmm. we list out ex- you know, what that job title is, what the responsibilities are for that person and the hours and we get that all down. Um, and then our first step is we like to post it on post it on Indeed. And then if there's any other like local trade schools or anything like that around here that may have some of those... Um, people that we feel would be a good fit. We post mm-hmm. those on their job boards. Um, so getting good connections with some of those local schools around or yeah. some of the local businesses, um, Ohio means jobs is one that we like to work with. Um, but then indeed as well, indeed, um, the one really great thing about indeed is it's all housed in one section. You can, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, everybody responds. It's all right there. Or they, I guess not responds, but they apply. And mm-hmm. their resumes right there, um, all the information you really need. And then they have what's called as assessments, where I can actually um, take some assessments that I feel um, will allow me to kind of determine if they're going to be a good fit. Like they have phone skills assessments, typing assessments, things like that, just to ke- check some mm-hmm. of their skills before I decide if I really want to um, screen them on a call or bring them right. in for an in-person interview. Yeah. So yeah, just the basic first step of write the job description. Yeah. And then job description first. Yep. You got to know what it is and then that way. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. I was just going to say yeah, job description and then posting it. So yeah. So indeed makes it easy. Um, They Mm -hmm. they have huge wide distribution. So you're able to get the word out pretty, pretty easily. Um, And, and again, uh, trade schools, as you mentioned, schools in Mm -hmm. the area. Great. Awesome. So, um, do you create the application through Indeed or do you create an application in-house? How, how does the application process work? Um, no, I, I pretty, I mean, I have a, a word draft of our job and skills and things like that. And I pretty much just put that right into Indeed. You can do okay. your job posts right through Indeed. Um, you hit post and that's that's kind of it. Okay, awesome. So the the uh, skills that you're looking for through Indeed, obviously it, it kind of screens people out for you. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you then sort through the candidates that 
come through your, your initial filter. What's that sorting process and that screening process look like for you then beyond, oh, beyond just skills? Yeah, sure. So I'll tell you, I am, I am very new to this process, but yeah. um, you know, some of the things I look for is how professional do their resume look, mm. you know, are, do they have spelling mistakes and errors? <laughs> Something that I know personally, if I'm hiring for, you know, customer service and they're going to be on the phone or they're going to be doing a lot of email. I want to make sure that, you know, they're, yeah. they're corresponding well with the client. So, um, you know, spelling errors and things like that, past work history, obviously, um, see what all they have. If they, if they're jumping around from job to job a lot, that's pretty, it's a pretty big red flag for me right off the bat. So let, just let, a few of those things. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me interrupt you on that. Cause that, that's a great question. Because full disclosure, I've worked quite a few different types of jobs myself. Mm -hmm. I worked in radio for almost 20 years. That, that's the majority of my, my um, work history, but also did some donor development. I've done some sales, ran mm -hmm. my own business for a little while. So is, and this might be putting you on the spot, so forgive me, Jess, but is different types of jobs in a work history necessarily an indicator of yeah. So you're, you're no, starting to answer. No, Go so ahead. Different types of jobs, not necessarily, because I do understand, especially, you know, if someone's just starting out in the workforce and they're just trying to find a good fit. Like you can pretty much still read between the lines in a resume and mm. figure out if, um, you know, if they're jumping around because they're trying to find a good fit or if it's just they're jumping around, like if it's the same type of work and they're jumping around a lot. That, mm. I guess, worries me a little bit. Okay. Um, but, you know, when I personally, when I look for someone, I'm wanting to find someone that I can put a lot of time and effort into and I can build a relationship with. And I can yeah. keep on my team because here, you know, our one of our core values is we are family. And I'm mm. really trying to find that good fit, um, a yep. candidate that I feel is going to stick around and, right. you know, mesh well with everyone else that we have here um, and build that great culture and the we are yeah. family culture. So. And, and I do have to say, having I'm not even quite a year with the Spiro team, but kind of joined at the hip with the WOW team, is we do have a great culture. I mean, it's it's a fun place to work. We work hard, but we play hard too. We do. You know? it, and it, it, so for for a business owner watching or, or listening right now, yeah, that culture is hugely important in attracting um, employees that are going to want to stick around. Um, mm -hmm. So just kind of some encouragement there. But let, let me go back then to, again to that, that question of different types of jobs and bouncing around. What for, for the person thinking about hiring somebody, is there like a, a range of time that is a red flag to you that somebody doesn't stick with a job? I mean, any job that's jumping around like within a few months of each other. Okay. All right. I mean, if they're there for a year or two, I feel like, you know, people's situation changes. Sometimes it's just simply work or, you know, home life. Like, yeah. you know, this doesn't work with my kid's schedule. It, it, you know, the pay isn't enough and that's all the company has to offer. Um, um, you yeah. know, so I try not to be too hard on it. But if you're sure. jumping around every like three to six months from job to job, <laughs> like that is a little bit of a red flag for me. Maybe yeah. it shouldn't be. But, you know, when you're coming through 50 or 60 applications, you do, or you do just have to try and like really weed some things out and find yeah. those strong candidates. Right. Right. Good. Okay. Thanks for answering that for me. Mm -hmm. um, you did start to touch on uh, in, and I think we can spend some, a, a good amount of time on this. You, you mentioned finding the right fit personality wise yeah. for your team and your culture. Mm -hmm. Can you, 
dig into that a little bit for us. Sure. So this is probably one of my favorite subjects. Um, yeah. Because work culture is so incredibly important to me. Like, I want to come here. I want to come and be surrounded by individuals that are like-minded and happy. And, you know, not everybody has to be happy all the time and upbeat all the time. <laughs> yeah. But we all need to be able to mesh together and work well together. So the work culture is really important. So when we do our interviews and our screenings and things like that, like, our first step is we do a phone screen. If we feel mm -hmm. like their customer service is great off the bat, you know, we'll bring them in and we'll do a round one interview. Um, okay. If we feel like they've done a really nice job with that round one interview, I'll bring them in for a round two. And in round two, we ask the same questions that we did in round one, only we use two new, um, we use two different um, team members here. Okay. And then we yeah. kind of meet in a, and we meet in a room and we talk about it. But during that round two interview, we give what's called a DISC assessment test. Um, so okay. that's just getting a personality test for the individual. We're kind of seeing, you know, what they test as. Depending on what they test as and what position we're hiring for, um, it kind of tells us if they're going to be a good fit for that job, for that team, and for our clients. So we've been, you know, I don't want to say burned before, but we've been burned before <laughs> on hiring the wrong, wrong candidates or wrong employees. Right. <clears throat> and it can really bring a team and a culture down very quickly mm. if you don't yep. have people that are going to mesh well within the rest of the team. Um, so that disk assessment test is really important. Um, and we, I can, you know, share a link and stuff like that, but yeah, it's called perfect. crystalnose.com. And that talks to I've you. Seen yeah. That. Yeah. I've seen that. Maybe one. you had to take that too, huh, Craig? <laughs> I, I have taken a disc and, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, and it nails you pretty good, pretty It accurately. really does. So you got your disc test, which is going to tell you, you know, what level you're on there. And then um, another one that I've been really, um, I kind of, I love to read. I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to that. Like just no, personal road books, um, anything I can get my hands on that helps me figure out other people. So um, one of the other tests with the disc test is the, and I always say this wrong, so forgive me, but the Enneagram. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's also on that crystalnose.com. Um, mm -hmm. I urge you guys to always just have employees take both of those. Um, just get a, get a feel for who they are, especially the Enneagram test. Like you can really dive into it and learn who the person is, how to best communicate with them. Um, mm. That's one of the things I love here with the team, like because – that everybody has their own characteristics and their own way of learning, their own way of like communication between each other. Mm -hmm. um, the way I talk to one person is not always the way I'll talk to the other person or phrase things. Like some people may feel threatened by me coming in hard or, or something like it's just knowing how to word things with your employees, especially if you're a business owner, mm. I feel like, and you're trying to build a good culture and a good team. Um, just knowing them and their personality and how they best work within a team and learn and all of that is, it's so incredibly important. And that Enneagram test, um, I mean, it, it can really tell a lot. Um, I'm yeah. just going to name drop one person individually, Jimmy Bright, who okay. um, he's someone that Todd brought into the office and he did the Enneagram test on all of us. And, um, you know, that's where I really started learning about it and mm -hmm. finding a, pa a real passion for it and um, learning about other people and how to best communicate. And um, there was a couple books that I read that Jimmy suggested. 
um, that I urge you guys to read. One of them is called, and I'm, I'm just going to hold one of them up if that's okay. Absolutely. It's called The Road Back to You. Okay. That talks a little bit about, um, you know, finding what your right number is. And, um, you know, you can get your test and figure out what it is, but ultimately you have to, you have to believe that that is the number that you actually are. And then just knowing um, what other people are, there's a book called The Path Between Us by the same person, um, well, Suzanne Stable, same person. And that talks about how to best communicate between numbers um, mm -hmm. and just seeing a different person's outlook and different perspective, especially when you're working within teams is so incredibly important, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another book that just popped into mind, and I, I think Todd and I have talked out about it before, and I think he's read it, um, it it's called The Five Love Languages. Have you heard, oh, heard of that one? I have not. I have not read that one, but I'll write that down. I, I've read a different one called, well, it doesn't have anything to do with it. The Five Dysfunctions of a Team is another one oh, I would yeah. suggest, but that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's not that one. Yeah, the five love languages is all about the ways, uh, the five main ways that people both communicate love and receive love. Or mm -hmm. if you don't want to use the word love, appreciation or value or whatever. Sure. And um, one thing I appreciate about about Todd and his leadership is he does try and fi figure you out and your yes. personality. And he, his leadership style is such that he will adjust how he needs to to make that connection with us. Like a couple of weeks ago, ago, one, one of the things I struggle with, just, I'm just going to be very transparent here. Um, you and I talked about this off, uh, off the, of the episode, um, th that I think transparency will connect well with people. We, we want to be real with people. So one of my struggles is oftentimes I stress myself out in, um, the question of, am I actually providing value to my employer? Mm -hmm. I, I've, I get a little anxious about, am I doing my job good enough? And Todd came to me and this Same is just, a, okay. Okay. Todd came to me a couple of weeks ago and he said, how can I communicate to you better th that you are providing value to this company? And just asking the question made me relax and, and feel mm. a little, little bit better. And, and I went, I, I responded to him and th that's where we talked about this, this book, the five long, love languages is I said, when I know I'm appreciated, it's is when people give me words of affirmation. And that's one of those five love languages is words of affirmation, building somebody yeah. up verbally. And he's he's in those past few weeks done that pretty faithfully and telling me when I'm doing a great job. Mm -hmm. For somebody else, it might be a gift that is given to them that yes. hey, this person cares about me. You know, so mm -hmm. they're um learning your employees' communication styles, how they receive and communicate love and appreciation is huge. So when you're hiring yeah. somebody, yeah, going through these personality tests that you're suggesting, Jess, it just makes for a, a healthy, a healthier uh, work environment and team. Right. Because anytime I bring someone on, my biggest concern is how are they going to mesh with the team? Yeah. Like we can train on customer service, but training on on just interacting with a team like that stuff that's just kind of built into you mm -hmm. like how 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 well you get along like your wording your phrasing with people like some of those things are are tough to adjust um mm -hmm. you get a team member in there that's just very 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 blunt it, it can be really difficult on a team and, and it can be really <laughs> difficult to get someone to change that style of theirs. Like, 
Right. That's almost one of those things that you just cannot coach out of someone. Hmm. Yeah. Personally, there, for me, that's what I, that's what I've seen anyhow. Like it just it always reverts back, and right. that can be a very tough thing on a team. So getting the right person is so incredibly important. Like, and you're going to fail. You're not always going to make the right hire, and that's right. okay too. Like, like let yourself fail. It's okay, but just um, don't let it go on and on and on to where it like kind of deteriorates the the team and the culture that you've built up. Well, that, that goes to a phrase that I've heard and it sounds cold and it sounds kind of somewhat heartless, but it's not. And there's wisdom in it. Hire slow, fire fast. You Mm got to take the time to make sure that you're getting the right person. And understandably there's times where is, is an owner of a business or, or, you know, a leader of some sort, you're in a time crunch to find somebody because you, you need the help. So you want to hire quickly to fill that gap. But the problem Mm -hmm. is, is if you don't, if you put the wrong person in because of the rush that you're in, it can actually do more damage than not having somebody in the role at all. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You, you're a hundred percent correct. I have, um, I've read a book where I just, I thought this was interesting and this was more on, especially if you're looking to hire virtual, like virtual Mm -hmm. assistants or people like there may be some backend tasks that you can hire in for. Um, so I was reading a book on just hiring in virtual assistants. And one of the things that I felt was so incredibly valuable that I learned from that was hire a pool of virtual assistants, Mm -hmm. make it contract work for one to three weeks, one to three months, whatever you feel comfortable until you can get kind of get a good feel for Mm -hmm. those, for those virtual assistants. Um, and then hire the one that's really just ran away with it and has taken it. Like, I don't know that you can do that with like in office. Maybe you can, if you have, if you have the means and are financially able to do that, but virtual assistants, I know, especially with a company starting out, um, that's a pretty big thing right now, hiring those oh. on. So I think yeah. that was um, that was something I took away when I was thinking about virtual assistants for here was hiring a pool of them and seeing which ones really had the best attributes for the company rather than hiring one. Nope, that didn't work. Hiring another. Nope, that didn't work. See which ones really excel. Yeah. Before I I dive into the next main question area I have, Jess, is let me ask you this question. Is it more important? And this might just be an opinion thing. Is it more important to hire um, the right personality or the right set of skills? That is a really, really, really good and tough question. And that is one that I personally am still trying to figure out. So Hmm. I, I honestly, I think personality is so important. And I think skills can be taught, especially in this industry. We are, um, you know, how many people just, it's not like you just go to school for what we're doing. Um, I mean, yes, you can, but what we're doing can a hundred percent be taught. And it's sometimes almost better to hire a great personality over a great skill set because say they are very raw with their skill set, you can mold them exactly to what it is that you need, especially if they have the attitude um, that goes along with their drive and determination. Like I'll take drive and determination and um, a good attitude over a really strong skill set that doesn't have the best attitude every single day of the Mm. week. Yep. Yep. I was hoping you were going to say that because that, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Skills, most skills can be taught on yeah. on the fly, on the job uh, mm-hmm. for with an employer that's willing to do the 
type of training needed. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, a lot of times we're so stressed and busy ourselves that we're, again, we're tempted to just find somebody that can just jump in and knows the skills Mm -hmm. and I don't have to take the time to train them. But as human beings, I I think you build loyalty in an employee when you take the time to invest in them because then they're invested in you and they appreciate the fact that you are taking the time to build into them and mentor them and and teach them. There's a different level of loyalty, I think, that happens when when you're willing to take that time to train. So that then kind of segues into really my main last question is what does a good onboarding or training program look like for a new hire, a a new employee that you've brought brought on? Sure. So again, that's one of the things we're still building out here, building a structure for. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, what? I guess what is it that they need on their first day? Like making mm-hmm. sure all of those are set up and ready to go, or at least having a good solid training plan in place. You know, we mm-hmm. haven't always succeeded at that. Um, you know, but, but just it's, getting- it's a it's a process. It is a process. Like if, if you have training documents and things that um, your team has now, so our, like, for example, our customer service or our scheduling team, they have a lot of procedures and documents already mm-hmm. that they, that they, you know, go to. So one of the things we use is Basecamp or Trello. Mm-hmm. Um, and we build out a little bit of a training program on there. They have, and we can house it all on a board for them. Um, they, you can create checklists in it for them to review Um, And once they've completed something, you know, they can kind of put in there that they've done this. They can put, you know, how they feel about how they've done this. You know, I feel pretty comfortable with this task or no, I still need more work. Um, Mm -hmm. My biggest thing with training is being able to track progress. So just Mm -hmm. make sure when you set something up, um, get it all down. And when they feel comfortable with a task, track that, move on to the next set goals, set expectations, like clear expectations with the employee. If it's customer service and you want them on phones, set a start date of their training and when you want them on phones by. People need to know a goal that they're working towards so that way they can try and achieve it. Like setting goals is always huge for me. Um, And I think especially when it comes to training, that's just something that's 100% needed. Yeah. Now, does does WOW have anyone like specific um, kind of flagged for training new employees? Like, do you have, you know, experts in each department that kind of take a new employee under their wing and, and help train them? Or is that primarily uh, you? Well, <laughs> good question. So my um, support team or like our well, what we call our client care coordinators up there, they're all essentially pretty new. Um mm-hmm. Even the ones that have been here the longest, they were pulled out of support where I was, which was more the quality control side of it, quality Mm -hmm. controlling photos, videos, offering just support via email or phone. Um, But we took our scheduling um, team and our support team and combined them as one. So they're all still a little new to the position. So um, I do have someone that will help and jump in even with the interview process. Um, So we would just have like what we would call a team lead, but really would be kind of my responsibility or the team, you know, even the team lead helping um, Mm -hmm. get that training program set up. It's the same for Ryan, who was interviewed before VP of training. Um, He has essentially always done it and now he'll have someone else that will help do it, but he's got training guides and manuals and all of those things um, figured out or, you know, set, set in stone for them to learn from. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things, that's one of our goals 
personally for 2023 is to just get that process in place. I can't, I can't tell you how important that is and time saving for those of us in leadership positions that really need someone else to manage that job and take on the training to just have that set up. So that's something we are personally working on. I can't say we have one person set in stone for it, but we do have a pretty decent like plan put together for training. It's just, um, you know, we don't necessarily have anyone overseeing it a hundred percent yet. It's just one of the things we're still as a company with new departments still figuring out too. Yeah. It's all about being flexible and and really finding the person that loves to teach and mentor. Yes. And see, that's why I love to teach and mentor. Um, But part of my job doing that is teaching and mentoring someone else to do it now. So Mm, yeah, it's been a fun process. You're you're building up other leaders. You're teaching people how to be teachers and care about people. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Jess, this has been really awesome. Um, Just good, practical, human to human, you know, things that we can do to build our team Mm -hmm. and hire employees. If if there was one last piece of advice that you, you know, you're talking to a brand new business owner that is getting to Mm -hmm. that point of needing to hire somebody, what's the one best piece of advice you would give them right now if you could? Um, Just do it. (laughs) Just hire somebody. (laughs) Figure out all the right. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Craig, I think that was something I struggled with before because I wanted to put everything on my shoulders, but Mm. just as part of a team now, um, I've realized that I can't put everything on my shoulders and I have to have help with that. And I think that's something a new business owner is going to need to know too. You can't do it all. You can't do it all well. Anyhow, like you can, you can tell yourself you can, but chances are like, you're going to struggle with it and someone's (laughs) going to pay the price for it. So, you know, figure out your plan, get it down on paper, get your goals down on paper, work, work, work every single day, just towards those goals. Like I've always wanted to just push uphill really quickly. And I've realized those (laughs) baby steps have to take place sometimes. And I'm going to fail sometimes along the way. Um, But you know, every single day you get up and you try and make progress. So if you're getting ready to hire, Figure out what your goals are for that person um, and for yourself, why you're hiring that person, and just make sure that that's what you work towards every day and just go for it. And if you fail, then you fail and then you get back up and figure out a new game plan. Right. And and don't be afraid to hire somebody that's better at something than you are. Oh, 100%. Yes, that is great advice, Craig. Very, very, very good. Don't feel threatened by, you know, people that... That's what this world, like, it, we all have our own little niche in our specialty. So mm-hmm. um, don't be scared or feel threatened by someone else that might be better at it than you. Take that, learn from it. They're going to learn from you, too. They don't do exactly what you do. You may not do exactly what they do. And it's just, man, that's when great teams are made. When, mm. you, when you don't have to feel like you're the only one um, right. taking it on and you have a team and, yeah, just being vulnerable is so incredibly important. Yeah, exactly. Our guest this episode, Jess Paxson, she's our operations manager at WOW Video Tours. Jess, thank you so much for taking time to, to share. You're welcome. I hope it's this. been somewhat helpful today. <laughs> yeah, it has. See, this was fun. It was a good conversation, right? 
Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Craig, awesome. for pushing me. Oh, no problem. No problem. All right. Well, hey, th- hopefully you've you've gotten some value out of this. Um, it, I, we just, we enjoy doing this every week and, and we, we hope that you're getting value out of this and that you're understanding. We, we want to see you succeed. The software that we've built to help run, you know, run a, a real estate media business, it's what the idea that it's helped us. We want it to help other people. These podcasts, we want it to help other people and to build strong businesses. Um, I loved running my own photography business for real estate. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the uh, relationships that I built with realtors. There were, you know, some that were more challenging relationships than others, but uh, yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, hopefully you're just, you're here in our hearts and, and, um, understanding that we care about you. So, uh, Thank you for tuning in and taking time with us this week to, to listen to another Spiro podcast. Again, we want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast. Um, if you're listening to it, you can watch it on YouTube as well. Just look for Spiro, uh, at Spiro podcast, uh, youtube.com. And if you're watching it primarily, but maybe you want to listen to it in between shoots, maybe you're still doing your shooting yourself. Um, you can check us out on spiromedia.podbean.com uh, or you can get on any of the, the major audio podcast platforms out there. Um, Be sure to like, share it with somebody. And uh, again, if you've got a topic idea or just some general comments, feel free to email us hello at Spiro.media. You can leave comments on the YouTube channel, just all sorts of interaction. We love talking with people. Um, And maybe you've got some great tips on hiring somebody as well. Leave those in the comments on our YouTube channel. Uh, We would love to to hear those and, and have those available for others to see as well. So, That's going to wrap things up for this week. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. Uh, Happy holidays to you. I'm not sure exactly when we're going to air this yet, but happy holidays to you. And uh, just be thankful for the blessings that you've been given and take a breath. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.